Welcome to season two of the Bro Nurse Podcast. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Christopher Perez. Hey, Chris, say what's up, dude. Chugging down some uh, red wine and got my charcuterie here. Ready to record this uh, season opener. I'm excited. You're fa- dude, you're a fancy son of a bitch right now. You know they call me Classy Chris. Oh, that's your that new thing. name. Classy, classy Chris. Drinking red, red wine make you feel so fine. All day, baby. All day. I'm eating some stinky Telegio. Oh. Some creamy gourier. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna party with Havarti? <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude. How do you feel, man? Season two, man. I'm excited. I think there's a lot more stuff to talk about. I think it's going to be cool to finally fucking stray away from all this political bullshit with the election and all that. Thank God, dude. We had to take a break, man. We had to take like a month off. Just fucking uh, loosen the gears a little bit. You know, just let all that drama fade away. It was driving me bananas, man. Everything. Everything was... COVID in the election, COVID in the election, COVID. I was tired. I'm tired of talking about it. It's tired of talk about it. Tired of hearing about it. So You know I'm not tired of so hearing about? Charcuterie. What our episode of the podcast was brought to you by, which is our homies at Dr. Squatch Dr. Soaps. Dr. Squatch Soaps. Those are our dogs, dude. Guys, check out Dr. Squatch Soaps. They have fucking amazing flavors. I still call them flavors. They smell they smell dope. They treat you well. It's like coming home to a warm mother's bosoms. bosoms. Is that a thing? Coming home to bosoms. They have a lot of good. They have a lot of good scents, dude. But I can't. I can't stop buying the uh, black pine tar. That's that's it's like the, the that's the best one, dude. Although that's like, like the, that's Doctor Squatch's like OG soap. Yeah, I know. But did you the the chalky milk is fuego, dude? It's I heard fucking good, dude. I'm telling you, it. It has like little chunks of chocolate in it. I'm sure it's chocolate. I don't know if it is. I'm going to taste it one of these days. I feel like it's chocolate. I think you should taste it after washing your butthole. Just take a little... Just lick it. Take a, take a little at, bit of soap. And just a little at. <laughs> like, mm, that is chocolate. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, Chris. I don't, I don't know, man. I I, I want to. I think I'm going to try it, but black pine tar, that's my jam. Yeah, pine tar is, is, is really good, man. It's like super exfoliating, too. I like Dr. Squatch yeah. soaps because they don't use parabens. I just recently found out what parabens was, and I'm glad they don't use them because I suffer from eczema on my face. And ever since I started using Dr. Squatch, I don't fucking have eczema anymore. You bitch. Yeah, it's good. It's good because I have a paraben um, sensitivity, like a paraben a- allergy. So. Yeah, yeah. So you can't have parabens in your food or your soaps? Yeah, I can't. I can't drink parabens. Even my um, my charcuterie doesn't have parabens. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Everybody knows that par- yeah. parabens are bad for you, dude. Yeah, it it's sounds just, bad. Even yeah, it sounds bad. Even if you have, even if you don't have celiac disease, you could still be paraben sensitive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Yeah, so check them out. Use what's, code use code Broners, guys. Use code Broners for twenty percent off. And now we're going to shut the fuck up and start this episode. Hey, 
cars are really stacked if they're coming from the deal if the drinks are truly free and the odds are in my favor someone doing a joe rogan uh <laughs> intro you like that shit i copied the ships out of it honestly because like i like forget i, I forget I skip, to do them i, sk- I skipped the first like 12 minutes of every joe rogan podcast because so it's all sponsorships that's whatever dude we gotta do what we gotta do anyways dude chris hey. i wanted to talk to you about some shit today bro let's hear it i want to talk to you about this guy dr fucking ryan dude doctor it's let's spell his name out for instagram for all of our faithful listeners his name whoever's is whoever's listening i encourage you to look him up don't follow his ba- don't follow his bitch ass though just look him up well, he's just, private now he's private now oh yeah so you're probably gonna have to follow him just oh that's fucking lame anyways yeah, this so guy i have to follow him, but promptly unfollow him follow him look at his shit and then promptly unfollow him so this guy dr ryan it's d-o-c-t-o-r dot ryan with two n's he uh recently was uh made public by a page that we all know and love named uh code blue memes if you don't follow them Favorite definitely follow them. yeah page that that page is fucking off the chain dude so they blew his ass up because he released this whole post about how he he's an anesthesiologist that's a that's an understatement. Whoever runs that page, Code Blue Memes, thoroughly roasted this guy. Like like an entire <laughs> an entire story yeah. with like twenty memes dedicated. Caught him just on fire. Just destroyed oh him. God. Yeah, because I mean, he just said the most douchebag kind of shit that you ever hear, dude. He's so he's an anesthesiologist. He's clearly suffering from the tiniest dick syndrome you've ever seen in your life, and he's just like talking shit about scope creep and crnas that shouldn't be practicing anesthesia like stop scope creep and all this bullshit and how uh, crnas shouldn't be able to do the same shit that anesthesiologists do and well let's let's like rewind it for a second and talk about the whole hashtag stop scope creep for yeah because that's a real thing on instagram right yeah it's like an actual trend right now it was started by the ama the American Medical Association started this hashtag on Instagram called hashtag stop scope creep, um, like uh, singling out um, like mid-level providers like uh, physicians assistants, nurse practitioners, CRNAs, CRNAs. Yep. Uh, basically any nurse or um, basically any non-doctor that is practicing uh, as in the role of a provider, just kind of like talking shit about them. Yeah, cuz when you when you're working like at that level, you're getting medical privileges that some doctors have. Like you have, you know, like prescriptive authority nurses, prescriptive authority or starting central lines and mm-hmm. that that kind of shit. Intubation. Yeah. Honestly, not rocket science. I mean, I know nurses that can do half the shit that uh, PAs and and APRNs do. You know, and, yeah. and so anyways, um, they started this trend. They started this trend. Yeah, they started the trend on fucking Instagram or social media to let's you know what let me I wanna give an accurate depiction so I don't sound like I'm completely full of shit. So let's go Just to halfway that. full of shit. Like like this podcast. Like how I know the other episodes. <laughs> so let's look it up. The definition. Well Scope Scope Creek started in the military. So I'm I'm reading this thing about scope creep and um, like project management. So scope creep is one of the biggest problems affecting project management, and therefore one project manager's 
on project managers need to be most wary of. While it's great to be able to work with a variety of different opinions, priorities, and ideas, they can create new work and destabilize projects when raised too late. So this is like an idea that started in a completely different field and now is kind of being like molded to fit into um, medicine. Into medicine, yeah. So basically, what the AMA is saying is that they don't think that. PAs and mid-level providers should be able to practice in the same role as a physician and they don't want them billing for those things and they don't want them creeping up on their scope of practice because they're far superior. I got a, a says here, the United States will see a shortage of up to 122,000 physicians by the year 2032. That's a lot of doctors. That's a shortage. Okay, I have a huge problem with this, dude. I have a I'm I'm super duper not happy with what I'm reading. So, if you just take the data, right? You just look at the numbers. The world is going to it's already is suffering from a massive healthcare provider shortage, right? The correct. There aren't enough doctors. There, the world needs more people that can do the that can perform the role of a provider of a healthcare provider, right? The there's right. going to be a a massive shortage coming up, like to the to the level of like a crisis, you know, like we're we're on the cusp of a of a healthcare crisis. Like let's just put it into perspective. Think of you taking your mother to the hospital because of, I don't know, she's like vomiting blood or some shit, right? Right. And then you get to the, you get to the ER and they're like, hey, sorry, we can't help you. We don't have a fucking doctor. Or like what we deal with here, today. Right now. Like here, we have like or a like computer like screen. You're going to wait for can, like five hours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or like this computer on wheels will come and talk to you from some guy fucking that lives 80, 80 miles away. Like the... Like, I think you could tell, you could say a shortage, you could tell, like, you, you tell people there's a shortage, but, like, it doesn't actually, it doesn't actually, like, hit home. Like, it, it like, it doesn't, like, that, that concept doesn't penetrate your mind until you, you give, like, an example of, hey, you, you, you feel like you're in the midst of an emergency and now nobody can actually help you. Yeah. Or, like, a, one of your loved ones. The thing to me is that, what what we know about this is that there's not enough healthcare providers, right? Like we can all agree, the world can agree on that. And you have this group of physicians that are upset that there are more healthcare providers than than them, or that the role of healthcare provider has been um, stretched to other experienced, qualified individuals that just didn't have to undergo the like the rigors and the trials that they had to undergo during their undergraduate and graduate academic life i think that's i think that it's important that we're very specific about those details this is what they're upset about they're upset that that during their academic life when they learned how to be a physician when they learned how to think critically they had to undergo more trials and tribulations than the people that they're alleging didn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, in a sense, I think it's fair to say that. 
if we look if we look at just if we look at this argument from just a just a financial perspective it makes these people whoever is supporting hashtag stop scope creep creep it, it makes them look like total fucking pieces of human garbage because if you are if you don't want more providers based on the on on just the the fact that you feel like it's going to impose on your financial life or it's going to make it harder for you to bill for services and treatments then like a bit like on a, just a strictly financial level then you're the world's biggest douchebag because clearly the world is in a crisis mode right now you know like clearly there's not enough of these providers and and if we're going to come up with a solution to elevate already qualified individuals with with loads of experience to do this job and you're arguing based on just just financial terms alone i feel like that makes you look like a fucking giant flaming piece of shit what do you think yeah i don't i don't i don't get it like i mean i think there needs to be um a change in um i don't know i guess mentality would be the word there needs to be a change in in the way that the relationship between doctors and and nurses and and then ARMPs or CRNAs or you know um, what, what did uh, what did Eric call them A A A P P S APPs yeah advanced practice yeah, practitioners. advanced practice practitioners yeah you know. Um, you know, I think there just needs to be a general like restructuring of how you communicate and the attitude you approach, you know, a, a, a collaborative effort with these with these people, you know, um, because we're, we're like we're all on the same team. It's like friendly fire. You know what I mean? It's like all, our goal is all the same, which is you show up to work. And aside from like, you know, it's it's clearly obvious, you know, you have a job and you're you're, you you show up to that job because you get paid to do so and you know you have your own life outside of work but a, attached to that is a motivation to help the world and to heal sick people you know and you let ego get in the way of it you know you think that's just what it's about is, is ego i think i think it's a hundred percent ego i think it sucks like i think that some people are upset about the fact that somebody else has achieved something similar to what you can do with less trials and tribulations. Like you said earlier, you know, they had to go through a lot less to get somewhat similar privileges. You know, this is the argument. This is the argument from the AMA dude. This is, this is frustrating to read. It says, confusion about who is and who isn't qualified to provide specific patient care undermines the reliability of healthcare, of the healthcare system as a whole and can put patients at risk. That's not the opinion of doctors protecting their turf, quote-unquote. It's what patients think. An overwhelming majority of patients, 88%, believe that only licensed medical doctors or doctors of osteopathic medicine, MDs, or DOs should be able to identify themselves as physicians. According to an online survey conducted by Baselice and Associates, an Austin, Texas-based national research firm, patients believe that extensive education and training is important, but only a little more than half, 5%, said it's easy to identify who isn't who and who isn't who isn't a physician by reading advertisement and marketing materials that list blah, 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 blah. So this this survey it seems like it seems like this hashtag has started all about the perception of the patient. 
like the patient's you, perceived. You, you said, and you said something. You said something that was really important too. You said is a doctor protecting his turf, their turf, yeah, or her turf. There, there is the pronoun, bro. Their turf. What? What fucking turf? That's what I'm seeing too. Like, what the fuck is the turf, bro? You know, like, like who? Like, all right. We work the the problem. I think Chris. I think the problem is that you and I work in in critical areas in the hospital. Like we work in critical care, acute care. We work in ER, emergency settings. Like see, oh, we yeah. we deal with like patients that are extremely sick, and in those situations, you tend to find people that uh, do what they need to do to to make it work in the moment. You you find like doctors and nurses collaborating on a level that you don't really see in a lot of other places in the hospital because there's not a necessity for it because there's no crisis. You know, we deal with crisis every day and we see the worst part of healthcare and we're, we have come and become like almost like accustomed to it, I think, you know, and I don't, I don't understand this kind of hashtag stop scope creep bullshit because it's just it doesn't resonate with me. The doctors that I know that work in the emergency room and the doctors that I know that work in critical care, they don't they don't I I don't think they'd subscribe to this. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is there's like a much higher level of collaboration between physicians and nurses in critical care areas such as ICU, ER versus something like med surgery where we probably lack a little bit of perspective. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a greater gap in those, in those environments. When you talk about, um, kind of the middle of the hospital, you know, you have ER on one end, you have ICU on the other end, and you have kind of everything in the middle. And I feel like there's that, that's kind of where that happens. But I'm, let's not make excuses for these fucking douchebags, dude. You know what well, I mean? Well, no, I think that's a that's a fair statement, though, because like in my experience, I've obviously like any other nurse that's maybe listening to this. There's probably run-ins with doctors that they've had that you think they're probably complete and total douchebags, but for the most part, on more days than not, have I come across doctors that want to talk to you, want to collaborate, and ask you for your opinion about the patient that you're taking care of but that's just because that's the that's the perspective that i have working from a critical care standpoint that's the majority of my nursing career experience is all icu yeah i feel like most doctors are like are pretty good about that stuff this article is disgusting dude it's literally disgusting i i don't want to read it i don't want to continue on i don't want to continue on about how doctors think that uh patients perceive them i don't know where the motivation to like uh belittle entire fucking fields of individuals that have worked their whole lives where does in the motivation even come from to like humor that sort of survey that's what i'm saying it's what, like what is it patient satisfaction trying like, to inquire i'm not yeah. seeing the patient satisfaction thing like uh like it seems like patients are equally satisfied. Most most patients that experience PAs and NPs in the emergency setting, they don't even realize that they were seen by a PA or NP. They're in crisis and they need to have their problem fixed. They need to have this thing dealt with so that they can restabilize their life and go back to their baseline. You know, they don't go a fuck about whether or not you're a doctor. You know what I mean? I feel like this is just an egotistical, small dick energy bullshit that's being fucking con- fucking created. You know. 
to stir the fucking pot, dude. Because because a lot of these little cunts that are working for these fucking this this association, the AMA, have nothing better to do with their time than to fucking bring other people down and and just cause a problem in a system that seems to be functioning well without them. I agree a hundred percent. You have people that can do the same job for cheaper and with less time as far as schooling goes. Maybe it's not a whole lot difference in schooling, like in how much time you spend, you know, studying academics, but it's still less, you know, I don't get, I don't understand why. I I mean, as a, as a lay person, and not to say that there's a correlation, there's not a correlation between how much time you spend in school to how good you can do your job because I've met some nurses that are, yeah, I met some nurses that have their, they're actually MPs. They have their ARMP license and they still practice as bedside nurses and they're trash. Yeah. So, there's, you know, there's always that argument, but the point, the point I'm trying to make here is that you have people that are willing to accept the responsibilities and the liabilities that come with working in healthcare for a lot cheaper than it would be to be a doctor. And they can do the job, certain parts of the job just as well, if not better. And for some reason they're being attacked or why, you know, they're, they're why under fire. You- I think like, why do you have to go to medical school? Like, why do you have to follow this traditional path in order to be considered like superior, like by people or by colleagues? Why I, think like I, you said, I respect, an, an, do you remember? It's an antiquated idea. It really is. Do you remember uh, Richardson's PA, uh, Jason Ecker? Hands down, favorite guy I've ever He wasn't a PA, with. he was an NP. He was an NP. He's an MP. Dude, yeah. one of the smartest human beings I've ever met. And I met a lot of doctors. Yeah. I met a lot of doctors. Yeah. We both have met a lot of doctors. We've talked to a lot of doctors. Just because you're a doctor doesn't make you smart. You know? And this person, this guy, he's a nurse. He's a nurse practitioner. He was a nurse for a long time. He went back to school, uh, became a provider, and now is hands down absolutely brilliant, dude. Like, he knows everything about every patient. He, he, he owns every patient that he manages, dude. And, and, you know, this is, this is something that you and I, uh, we, we talked about with Eric was, um, that in my experience, speaking with ARNPs or what are they PAs. called? Um, PAs, um, they're much more willing to educate and have, a, they have a stronger collaborative effort when they talk to their nurses that are taking care of their patients. Like Jason Ecker, for example, whenever he would round, the guy would sit there and talk and ask about how the day has gone with the patient. Like he wants your input. He wants to hear what you have to say, you know, and when he goes in and talks to the patient, he wants you there with him. I think that's super important. And that's something that I don't get from a lot of physicians. Yeah. Collaboration, dude. This isn't a one-man show, team. dude. We're on the same team. Yeah, it's this team is sport. clearly, clear. I mean, anybody that is inside of healthcare and can look at it like, and say like, oh, this is, I'm just a stupid nurse and the doctor is the almighty fucking, is an idiot, dude. Those people are dumb. Like, those people are dumb and, and you're not doing a service to your industry. You're not you're not doing a service to your patients. You're not doing a service to anybody if you have that attitude of, oh, little old me, I just can't handle anything and I need someone else to come and save me. You know what I mean? Like, you should learn to be autonomous. You should learn to, to 
to understand things that, you know, are maybe aren't absolutely necessary for you to learn, you know, and I, I just think that there's no, really no place for the culture of um, all the almighty one and only person that can make decisions. And, and um, in my opinion, should never be respected because I didn't uh, make the same choices when I was fucking 19 years old, you know? Yeah. Agreed. That's fucking stupid, dude. Like this whole bullshit is this whole system is ridiculous sometimes. It's upside down, dude. It's this old way of like doing things and it's ugly and it's antiquated and it needs to fucking change. And these people need to change with it. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement to say the world is changing, healthcare is changing, you know, uh the way we practice medicine is changing. Why is it that we're sticking with the same old ideas of schooling, which we could all agree is a racket to begin with. It's an absolute know, racket. It it's a financial racket. What? Why do doctors need to pull out a mortgage to get a fucking medical license? I it think shouldn't it be absurd. this way, dude. The healthcare shouldn't yeah. be this way. Hundreds man. of thousands of dollars you have to spend to help help people like from getting sick. I think it's it's absolutely ridiculous. This whole system is jacked and getting offended about people that are trying to, um, my biggest thing like is we're trying to, you're trying to be a colleague. You're trying to work with these people. Yeah. My biggest thing is like, this works dude, like a PAs and NPs, yeah. this system that has that it, it's working. It's doing good. Yeah. It's doing good in the field. It's like, do you care about, what do you care about? Do you care about the size of your dick or do you care about what's working for everybody? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, the having PAs and NPs doing more and more and more elevating experienced people, dude, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Clinically experienced people. I know nurses that know more than new doctors. I know nurses that know more than experienced doctors. There, it's it, the the reality is you can learn a lot through like through academic research. You can learn a lot. Absolutely, it's great to stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, it's great to know what everyone that came before you knew already, and then and build on that. You know, but that's not the only way. There is another way, and this system works, dude. Having people go through healthcare. And learn healthcare from the bottom rung to the top of the ladder. Master it. Like, have this fucking multifaceted, dynamic approach to healthcare. You know, like, there are things that you learn advocating for patients as a nurse that you'll never know as a doctor if you just started out as mm -hmm. a doctor. You know? Mm -hmm. And and just understanding family dynamics and and sociability just being personable you know these are things working as a bartender you know like like working in in, in the in customer service you know things that you would never do if you were sitting at home like focusing on your medical school career the whole time you know like yeah. these people are like are uh so complex and they become great providers they become amazing providers. And like you said, they communicate with, they collaborate with other people in the healthcare spectrum. And it's creating fucking amazing outcomes and the research is there. So for, you know, speaking for my opinion alone, this AMA article can flat out suck my dick, dude. Because it's fucking garbage, dude. Yeah, yeah, it can suck my 
fucking side dick. So this is coming from Chris and Scott. It can suck both sides of our dicks. I got passionate there for a second, dude. But it's 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 absolutely true, man. It makes to me no sense. You carry around this attitude that like you talked about the whole pilot, you know, of a plane type of attitude. And, you know, it's like you're walking around like you're the captain of the ship and you're like, you know, whatever you say goes. Like I don't I don't think that's the way to do it, you know? No, it's the Swiss cheese model now, I, bro. Get with the times. Yeah, yeah. You know, times times change. The medicine has changed. I think that it's 110% fair to say that the attitude and the schooling uh, for doctors uh, needs to change too. You know, as, as years have gone by, nurses are much more than people that wipe ass and just pass meds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in a critical care setting. It's just a shame that the only reason we're talking about this right now is because some fucking douchebag that wears bikinis and his and his profile picture while spread eagle on the beach is uh, talking made a, about professionalism. Made a hashtag about it. <laughs> it's talking about professionalism in his field, in his chosen field. I mean, He's it's talking about professionalism with his uh, with himself in the bikini. The fucking yeah. like the the uh, the douchebaggery. <laughs> the fucking uh, hypocrisy of this is that that is that the new england journal of medicine published an article like um authored by a bunch of dudes about how women shouldn't wear bikinis or post on social media and bikinis remember hashtag bikini gate you know like they shouldn't post on one doctor that was like and now they're supporting this guy who literally wears a man bikinis on the beach in his social media profile, sure, he takes shirtless fo- photos with his gigantic salami nipples, like sh- in his social media profile while talking about how CRNA shouldn't be able to practice on the same level as him because he's an almighty same, anesthesiologist. This, yeah, the same attitude that he's posting about is. I wish I could find. I want to see if we can find it. But the same attitude that he has towards CRNAs is the exact problem that's out there with with um with uh mid-level providers yeah like i told you i mean he has a tiny dick i mean that's the only that's the only reasonable explanation like what we were talking about there yeah i think like, i think i think what, what happened, happened was he he had a he had a sour date like he had a sour experience with a crna Someone yeah who broke his heart maybe exactly dude like we were talking about earlier this is what happened chris let me just break this down for you okay so this guy, Dr. Ryan, right? he was in the operating room. This is I got the inside scoop. Someone told me about it. He was in the operating room with this chick, and she was cute, you know, like everybody knew she was cute, and like people want to talk to her, like she would leave the room, and people would be like, like you know, saying like making comments and stuff. So you know, their original attraction was there. So he met this chick, and she thought he was cool too. So you know, they exchanged numbers, texted back and forth for a little while. It was cool. He convinced her to go on a date. So they went on a date. They got sushi, right? You know, he ordered a couple kamikazes to drink. You know, a couple shots. Maybe a Cosmo. Did he order some Cosmo? He also off? had a, He had a ruby red grapefruit Cosmo. She thought it was weird because you know that's kind of a weird drink for a man to order on a date. You know, but you know she was like, hey, maybe he's like super comfortable with his sexuality. You know, no big deal. So, anyways, they shoot back the Cosmos and they have uh, a wonderful time. He convinces her to come back to his place. You know, they hook up. She figures out that he has 
uh, a micro penis. They get ex- extremely awkward really quick. Um, he texts her the next day. She doesn't text back. She ends up ghosting him for like a week or two. It's super weird because they work in the same hospital and everybody fucking knows about it. Everybody finds out about it. And then, you know, in order to like save her reputation, she doesn't want to make everybody think that she's like this huge bitch. So she has to be honest with a couple of her really close friends and tell them that, you know, he had, you know, a micro penis. And then that's why she didn't really see a future with him and she couldn't continue dating him. And then he got really upset and he started holding this grudge. And then now you know, he's using his social media as an outlet to lash out at CRNAs everywhere because this chick just so happened to be a CRNA, dude. And that's just kind of sour feelings, dude. Yeah, dude. He's got sour feelings. He's got his heart broken. It's okay, Dr. Ryan. We're here to support you. Dr. Ryan, if you want to talk about it, bro, you can call Chris. The same thing happened to him, dude. Yeah. She found out about the micropenis and she just ran right away, dude. Put your head on my shoulder. That's beautiful, dude. That story was way funnier yeah, man, the first you, time I told it. If you need, if you need a, if you need a shoulder to cry on, Doctor Ryan, we got you. At the Bro Nurse Podcast, we don't discriminate against anybody. Yeah, you can totally come on the podcast and talk about how you're so much better than us, dude. Actually, that would really be a good idea. I'd love to hear his perspective, Doctor Ryan, you know? with two ends at the end. Maybe. Like you can totally come on the on the co- on the podcast on the cockcast. I'm sorry, that just slipped out. We have small penises too, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You can totally come on the podcast. Yeah, and- we we have we have problems with other nurses that are not ICU, so it's just like yeah, that's we what just it is. Like to belittle anybody we can find. Yeah, fuck them, right? I wonder if we should reach out to him. Maybe we could reach out to him. And get Dude, him I'm going to DM him. Sometimes I just randomly DM, DM people. Too. I'm like, I wonder if they'll respond. So I'm going to do I'm that with Doctor Ryan. Follow him and ask him, like, "Hey, would you like to be on the show and um, explain your point of view, explain your perspective? What could you offer us?" You should just like start out by being like, you know how like sometimes you get those ads and it's like grow your penis six inches in one in one mil- one month. I called one of those ads one time. Total scam, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> I did not get six inches out of it. I did not get six inches out of it. <laughs> grow your penis six inches. He'll be like, oh they shit, lied. click. Now I just got a bunch of spam coming to my my uh, <laughs> my inbox. No, uh, seems to me like Dr. Ryan is kind of a piece of shit, dude. I think I think that he's he's the exact he's like the poster child of what's wrong with the attitude that exists like the 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 the, the animosity that exists between some doctors and some nurses like that hoity toity like I'm better than you because I'm a doctor it doesn't matter like you have your role on the team I have my role on the team even a fucking CRNA uh, a, a, a CNA or, or, or um, nurses aide they have their role on the team too monitor techs have their role on the team everybody just needs to do their fucking job just because you get paid more than like more than one person or the other you get paid more than a staff nurse bro that's it like that like that's the thing and staff nurses don't have um tremendous amounts of student debt this is like an idea that just needs to be dropped altogether it's like hollywood puts this emphasis like doctors are like rich but like i know a lot of doctors dude and like none of them are rich bro so and it's not and it's not like that. It's like we talked happening? about this actually on another episode too about social media or not social media, but like shows like, for example, Grey's Anatomy, when you have like patients in bed, they're like, I want to talk to a doctor right now. You know, where's the doctor? Like, dude, the doctor's not even in the fucking hospital. Okay. The doctor's not even in like, the county, bro. 
You're gonna like, get a television he's screen. He's 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 like at home or like in the office fucking his secretary or something. Like there's yeah. like there's no fucking doctor in sight. There's uh I, I think there's like a general um misinformation of like how a hospital is run and what a doctor's role is versus a nurse's role. You know what I mean? Like you see it all the time in movies and TV shows where you see like fucking like four doctors in a room coding a patient, not a nurse to be found. Yeah. The reality is there's not enough of those assholes in the first place, dude. That's like the, that's, that's the problem here. Like I, I, we wouldn't even be talking about this if the world was crawling with doctors, dude, you know, there's a, right, which, there's which, a global you, healthcare fucking crisis, dude. Like, not like a problem, not a global healthcare problem, not a global healthcare issue, a global healthcare crisis. There's a crisis that you know what that means. That means that there's a, a serious problem and needs to be dealt with right away. So yeah. the the healthcare community at large is like, hey, I have a great solution for this problem. Let's fucking take these people that have all of this great fucking experience that literally stop you from killing people on a daily basis and let's make them providers you know yeah. like hey let's let's get nurses who have experience let's get some people who, are, who want to be physicians assistants and we can maybe mitigate some losses right like hey asshole you remember when you decided to give that patient 100 milligrams of lovenox that just had a brain bleed like two days before and that nurse said hey maybe that's not a great idea because you'll probably kill that guy and then you're like, oh, yeah, thanks for catching that, you know? When in reality, it's like the world is like, let's make those people, let's give those people with all of this great, amazing experience the ability, the opportunity to be providers if we if we provide them with enough education and guidance. And you guys are yeah. just like, yeah, no, no, fuck that. That's a dumb idea. Yeah, then you have organizations like the AMA, which are like, no, like you said, that's a retarded idea. That's, a, that's no, not a good idea. I don't like it. And everyone's like, nope. well, why don't you like nope. it? And they're like, I don't know, because like patients care about stuff. Like our whole our whole article is gonna be about like patients like patients patients, patients don't know. Patients think, just so you know. This is the AMA's approach. Just so you guys know, patients think that eighty eight percent of patients think that the people that are treating them are doctors. So everyone should have to be a doctor. That's their argument. I read the whole article. That's the argument. 88% it's, it's of patients think dude. that that the providers are doctors. So, you know, you know, we did a survey. And I hate to put it Check this out way, our but it's survey. like you're, you're basing it's the same it's the same thing with like the HCAP scores. You're basing how like hospitals get reimbursed, right? Based off of customer service not a clinical outcome yeah right? outcomes are more important are more important uh, that's that shouldn't even be a conversation what we do is more important shouldn't than what even you be think. a conversation so the a the, the ama is arguing well the way a patient perceives the way they receive care is more important than the actual providers that are giving them care so might as well just make everybody a fucking doctor if not you can't prescribe or do any sort of procedure that could be considered life-saving it's 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 ludicrous it's outlandish it doesn't make no sense to me i think this is important i think it's important to read uh 
this section of this article. It says, this survey is one example of the AMA, AMA research and resources on scope of practice that physicians can use to effectively engage with legislators and regulators to hashtag stop scope creep. Other findings from the patient survey include 91% of patients said physicians' years of education and training are vital to optimal patient care, especially in the event of complication or medical emergency. 86% said patients, well, let's break this one down. 91% said physicians' years of of education and training are vital to optimal patient care, especially in the event of complication or medical emergency. I think this is important because... Clearly, these patients have never had to be intubated before because if you took a hundred people and you watched them watch a, a, a new resident try to intubate a patient that was losing their airway, I bet they'd change their mind pretty quick about the whole physician's years of training. I've watched providers, I've, I'm sorry, I've watched medical doctors and DOs try to intubate patients and struggle multiple times because they just have never intubated someone before. So I don't think their years of education and training in academia is going to really help them with that. I would prefer to have a mid-level intubate one of my loved ones that has done it a number of times before. I think hands-on experience in that boat would be number would be paramount. I think there's a there's a general like um attitude towards like towards like schooling like so like there's a correlation that the general public perceives as the more schooling you get the better you are at your job. That's retarded. I don't I don't think that that makes any I don't think I don't I don't I can't say I agree with that. In healthcare I feel like the more uh like the the less time you spend I mean all right there is it is important. It's extraordinarily important. There, dude, the AMA blocks the AMA blocks the shit, dude. Like there, there's research that shows. I mean, not just research, Chris. Like there's common sense that shows that the more clinical experience you have, the better provider you are. Like, right. c- common sense says that. There, of course, there's like an insane amount of of, of research that that collaborates that, but. I mean, you, you don't have to wa- see the research to, to be able to, like, extrapolate that idea. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Yeah, it's just general knowledge. Yeah, the more experience you have, hands-on experience, clinical experience, it's with any, yeah, the it's better provider. Any field other be. than medicine. Any, any other field. Like, doesn't, not just medicine. Yeah. I know what you mean. That's, yeah, it's, this is idiotic. There, the, this, the, this article is using patients' perception to make an argument that legislators should shut down independent practice for nurse practitioners independent practice of nurse and nurse anesthetists independent practice of physician assistants independent practice of psychotropic drugs by psychologists uh, and optometrists performing surgical procedures and pharmacists prescribing medicine that's what they're that's what they're um, advocating for with this article the next section says 86% of patients said Patients with one or more chronic disease benefit when a physician leads the primary health care team. Like why? Like why? Like if you have one or more chronic, I think was... I think the specialist that handles that an endocrinologist or someone on an endocrinology team, pulmonologist or someone on the pulmonology team, like 
a nurse practitioner that works for the pulmonologist that does all of the pulmonologist's work, that like literally jumps through hoops for the pulmonology team on a daily basis, manages the critical patients, manages their events in the ICU. I think that person is more than qualified. This is just about perception. This is about perception. That's all it is. I think what happened was a, a job or a, a set of responsibilities that became very ex- that was very exclusive to a group of people became not so exclusive anymore. Is making them all butt hurt, and they're trying to find some way to like get back to the old ways of practicing medicine. They're like and, clinging to these old the old ways. They're clinging to like these dumbass antiquated ideas. Right, like. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like there's. Dude, this is the best like, one. PA, PAs and physicians still have to work. They, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't, they still have to work through a physician, right? Well, the, they're advocating against, they're, they're, or they're, the AMA is saying that PAs and NPs should not be able to work they don't without want the independent a physician. Practice they don't want them working alone. Practice. Okay. Because then they could bill for the things that the that the PAs can't or the that the MDs can bill for. Bus- it's just taking business away from docs. That's what they're getting. This is the best one. Seventy five percent of patients said they prefer to be treated by a physician, even if it takes longer to get an appointment and costs more money. The patient's preference should come as little surprise, given that the difference in education and training of physicians and other health professionals is vast. Check out this little piece of cherry picked evidence they're about to introduce. Physicians complete. I was just about to say that. I, I wonder if they're if they're if their stats are cherry picked. I wonder if they're just yeah, of course choosing they are. whatever. Physicians complete between ten thousand and sixteen thousand hours of clinical education and training, four years of medical school, and another three to seven years of residency training. By comparison, stupid nurse practitioners complete between 500 and 720 hours of clinical training during two or three years of graduate level education. Yeah, that's all the nurse practitioner has. It's just the experience that they received in their education. That's it. No other experience. Let's not talk about the fact that you have to be a nurse for a significant amount of time before you can even get accepted into any of those programs. Like people are going straight from their bachelor's program getting their taking their boards and passing their rn and immediately applying for crna school getting right in taking their three years and then going right out to independent practice without any experience in between this guy's like you said dude it's cherry picked man it's cherry picked in well obviously and they're using and they're using and they're using the the excuse of this is what patients want to support their evidence or to support their argument yeah, it's because they know that's what speaks to the to the to their body. What they care about is what the legislators want to hear. And what the legislators want to hear is... This is what the people want. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I think this whole trash is, is trash. I think this whole article is garbage. I think Dr. Ryan can suck a fat dick because he sucks at everything. And um, we're really sorry that your girlfriend cheated on you, man. And... We really don't appreciate the small dick energy that you're putting out there for the world to see. I'm just saying, if I had extra dick to give away to you, I would, my man. Yeah, me too, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't have it to spare though. I'm just keeping it real, dude. Yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough to um, be so insecure at your job and everything else you do in life that you have to put other people down. Yeah, dude. 
And shout out to Code Blue Memes for fucking blowing his bitch ass up. Thoroughly roasting him. Yeah, dude. It was fucking insane. Homeboy's fucking well done. He like blocked everybody. He made his profile private. I'm surprised he didn't delete that shit. Ruthless. The posts I saw. piss off nurses, bro. (laughs) You know what I love? You know what I love about CRNAs? You know what I love about NPs? Like NPAs too. It's like, dude, like once you've like lived as a nurse, you're a different kind of person, dude. You know? Of course. You experience healthcare. You have have perspective. You have perspective that other people don't have. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you just like, you get beat up by the healthcare system. You get run down. You experience the, the corporate muck of it all. You know? Like, you understand what it's like to be in an office with a manager talking about what you could have done better. You know? Like, and and it just changes you dude it changes you into kind of a bitch in a good way kind of like a rude asshole but in a good way because you're a rude asshole that that would like kill for your patient you know what i mean for like if you if you knew that your patient needed to be advocated for and nobody was stepping up and you've been run down by the fucking hospital system you know, you're you'll be that patient's guard dog, dude. You'll be the Rottweiler in yeah. the corner that nobody wants to fucking cross, dude. That's the most savage nurse, dude. Like I love seeing nurses like that. I love seeing grungy, angry, pissed off. Like we'll do anything. Like you don't want to cross a motherfucker type of nurse. That that's a savage advocate. You know, I love that. I love that shit. It makes me proud to be a nurse, dude. And when you're an NP. When you're a CRNA, I don't give a fuck what this what this this dude with clear clear problems has to say. Like he could step to the whole nursing population. You're gonna come after CRNAs, bro. You're gonna step to the whole nursing population. That's how it's not cancel culture either. It's just it's just nurses have nurses' backs, dude. You know, like we have each other's backs because we get fucked up all the time. We get beat up. We get run down. You know, and like. It's just a point of pride for us. You know, you come after one of us, you're going to come after all of us. It's like a gang, dude. You got initiated. We all got initiated when we fucking stepped foot in our first hospital. And we all got... You know, I do I do like that about the nursing community. Like, there's that whole general um, attitude that nurses eat their young and stuff. But when push comes to shove, when shit actually goes down, nurses, for the most part have like each other's backs just because you find that common ground as being a nurse. Yeah. It's a savagery, dude. It is. It's because you deal with like the nat, like the, you see, you see the parts of the healthcare system that other people don't get to see or choose not to see. Yeah. The shit people don't want to see. Right. You see all of it. You see the good, the bad and the ugly of it all. It's the truth. So, that's why you just don't you just don't come at you just don't come at nurses like that, dude. And it, like I said, not cancel culture, dude. It's not it's not a cancel culture type of thing. It's and that's the thing. It's not even it's not even nurses' faults or PAs' faults. You know, nurses didn't say yeah, fuck everybody. Offer. You're right, exactly. It was like like here we're here to fucking personally attack doctors with small penises. Like that's not. What <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the truth though it's the truth no nurses no nurses are coming out on social media talking shit like this man like nobody's belittling physicians like you know like like right. for the most part nurses have mad respect for these people you know and it's like what are you trying to bully somebody right now you know it's like you trying it's like to like high school or something yeah, yeah it's like you can take your macho attitude and you can shove it right up your tiny thong you know like that you've been posing on the beach you know you're extraordinarily neon, professional by the way extraordinarily professional hashtag model citizen hashtag bikini gate you know take your shitty opinion and and put it in your shitty thong bro because that's where it belongs and if you have anything else you want to say about nurses you could come find my friend Chris here because he'll beat you up, dude. Don't look at me, dude. Yeah, dude, you're a tough guy, I'm dude. S- I'm skinny and I'm scrawny. I think you should talk to Scott. He's uh Nah, you're swell, bro. World class. He's world class uh, nunchucker. Numchucker. Num- I hit you so chucks. many times with the numchuck that it makes your face numb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just felt like I had to do this podcast at three o'clock in the morning. I feel like I needed to vent about this. I feel like I forgot that it was three o'clock in the morning over there. Yeah, dude. It's actually four now. It's 1239 over here. Okay. It's 339, whatever. You caught me. Anyways, we digressed. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Broners Podcast. Make sure you check out our page on Instagram at the Broners Podcast. Make sure you check out my boy Chris Perez 115 or whatever the fuck his name is. I forget what it is. And use code Broners for 20% off soaps at Dr. Squatch. We fucking love those guys. They do great things. They have great products. They don't use crazy chemicals in their soaps, and they smell amazing. What the fuck else do you want from soaps, bitch? Anyways... We love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in for another episode. Season fucking two is here. We're going to do some pretty cool shit this season. We're going to talk to some pretty cool motherfuckers this season. I'm super excited. Chris, you excited? Me too, man. I'm super excited. We can finally move past this whole election bullshit. We got a lot of good stuff on the menu. Yeah, man. It's going to be fucking cool, dude. I'm excited about the amount of people that we get to talk to. I'm excited about learning about new shit. It's going to be a good time, dude. It's going to be a good yeah. 20 episodes, baby. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Thanks right. for tuning in, guys. Yep, absolutely. <laughs>